Welcome to Wine Not, a podcast by SA Winos for our monthly wine club members. It's the last episode of Pinotage Month here in the wine club, where we've been discovering the uniquely South African wine style from two distinct regions of South Africa. In this last episode, we are going to be drinking the Van Leeuwen Rhino Run Organic Pinotage. This is an oldie but goodie here on the Wine Not podcast. Can't wait to re-explore it with you and our co-host, Francois. Francois, how are you doing? Brian, doing fantastic. Um, honestly, so we've been going through this range tonight, and, you know, as I revealed on the last podcast, we don't do this day after day. We do it one time because it takes about two hours to record this. Because we're professionals. We are professionals at the very least. Um, <clears throat> so in any case, very happy that we did this. We will be doing more single varietal flights um, for our releases, if only because I think you get a very, very distinct um, experience that you don't get from multi-varietal releases, right? So it is difficult, and I understand that. It is difficult for you um, as a human to like vividly, some people can vividly recall, you know, their tasting flavors and the notes and everything every time they open a bottle. And others can't. I'm not a person that can. I can remember general, you know, things that I tasted, things that I smelled. Um, but this experience that we we had here tonight with, you know, starting with the rosé, we went to this uh, Java Pinotage, did our Neil Joubert uh, Pinotage, and now we're hitting with one of my favorite Pinotages um, in Rhino Run. And, and you know, you can kind of see what these winemakers are doing with the grapes that they have available to him. And specifically, you know, Neil Joubert does the rosé and then he does his, you know, Pinotage, which we just had, which is fantastic. Um, Van Leeuwen, and, you know, it was kind of like a hidden surprise. I wanted to see how many people caught on. Van Leeuwen has their, you know, their African Java Pinotage. Um, and then they've got this Rhino Run Pinotage, but it doesn't say Van Leeuwen anywhere on it. Uh, same grape. Um, certified organic, essentially, the the Pinotage can't be the African Java because it's in smoked oak barrels and you can't get that organic certification. Um, but in any case, um, you know, it's it's wild to think that you can get this Pinotage and this Pinotage, you know, out of the same vineyard. They taste completely different. Um, they are made completely different. Uh, one is clearly picked at a much lower residual sugar than the other one. So while they might be the same, you know, vineyard, they wait a little bit longer for, you know, the, the sugar to build up in, uh, in some of the grapes. So it's a very interesting thing, and it, we'll definitely do it again. We'll probably do it with Chenin's and, you know, uh, Sauve Blancs and all that. Um, because as random as this was, it's I, th I think it's, you know, it's been a great, great uh, wine not series so far. So a um, <clears throat> couple of things about this Rhino Run Organic range. Again, they serve to uh, fund the White Rhino uh, Recovery f Rescue Operation. Conservation. Conservation efforts. Fund. That's what it is. Um, in South Africa, which is very important to us. It's very important to South Africans. We were the ones that saved the Southern white rhino. 
Um, we would like to continue to do that, uh, which you, you won't find a South African that's out there that we, you know, this happened during my generation. So we're not talking that long ago, late 90s, early 90s. That's when this stuff started. So it's been a passion project for South Africans for a long time um, and something that, you know, is very close to our hearts. So Southern White Rhino goes to support that. Also one of our only certified organic wines. And I want to just quickly address that for a second because I know the whole organic natural wine thing, it, it, it's, it's controversial because people think it matters. And in some regions, it does. So in California, it for sure does. In regions with strict winemaking standards like South Africa, it does not. They have already been enforcing some level of organic slash natural winemaking for a long time. If they have a wine guild that is strict, it's been happening for a long time. Bordeaux has been doing it. You know, the Rhone Valley, France, Spain, all these people with wine cert <coughs> certifications and uh, strict, you know, methodologies um, to winemaking for their regions have been enforcing some level of, you know, organic natural winemaking. Now, there are some people who believe that pitching, you know, non-natural yeast is inorganic. I would suggest those people are wrong. There are some yeast strains that you specifically need to produce a good Sauvignon Blanc. And that is, it's a natural yeast strain because yeast is natural, but it's not necessarily naturally occurring in the wine, which is the problem that natural winemakers have with it. So in any case, this is our only truly certified organic wine, um, wine range. The rest of our wines are all organic. They're all natural wines. They're not certified. South African estates can't afford a lot of the certification processes. Van Lufren is fortunate. They're massive. Um, Though they are family-owned, they are a very large, very old vineyard. Um, they were luckily able to afford the certification, and we're very proud to carry their wines. Um, but don't think anything. I guess my message is don't think any different because it says organic wine. This That part does not matter at all. Um, they, <clears throat> they all have the same label on the neck, the uh, sustainable certification label from the Wine um, Guild of South Africa. That's all that matters. Um, that means they all follow the same processes for um, growing Pinotage, making wine out of Pinotage, etc. So, all right. Now that I've bored everybody to death, let's go <laughs> and taste this wine. <laughs> I'm way ahead of you, Francois. I've been tasting it this whole time. It's great. Um, Avery, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this wine? I want to say first, this is my favorite season that we've done of thus course. far. Of course it is. It has, I, there has not been one wine that has been a disappointment. Number one. Fantastic. Yeah. Number two, this is a fantastic wine. I get berry flavors from it. Um, a lot, yeah. I definitely smell those berry flavors as, you know, I'm Do you, do you get Granny Smith apple and the aftertaste? I can definitely smell apple. Um I get mad Granny Smith apple, like yeah, I can, almost like I just ate one. <laughs> I can taste, I can taste apple for sure. I can also taste that spice that's in there. There's mm -hmm. like a spiciness to it. I really like this. I mean, again, there's not a single wine in this series that I've di been disappointed with. So 
I'm happy all around. <laughs> Her happy. flavor notes are happiness. And, yeah. uh, in, oh, and in, uh, in I, South Africa, we would res- refer to that as being a happy chappy. A yeah, happy chappy. Indeed I am. A <laughs> happy chappy. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, what are you picking up in this wine? I know, I think you were on the last time that we reviewed this, correct? I was. I think that this, you know, I do enjoy it. I think it's a little bit more... Um, acidic in my opinion than the other pinotages we've been having um this month um it's just a little bit more i don't know it just doesn't have that subtle sweetness that the other ones did um but otherwise i think it's it's good um i enjoy it i'm with avery i'm happy about it um what would i pair it with life steak <laughs> a steak would be good. I think, yeah. a th- I think a steak or a, like a pork tenderloin would Ooh, be pretty good yeah. too. I can see that. Yeah. So, so one thing, if you do find this a little bit too acidic, there is a trick. Okay. Don't don't pour the wine out. Just just hear me out. Cool it down. Put it in the fridge for a little bit. It'll cut the tannin effect, and y- you might enjoy the wine. Um, it, it, again, like I stated at the very beginning of this, the series, Pinotage is a controversial grape. Not everybody likes every Pinotage, but we kind of sent you all a variety so that you can see what all Pinotage can be. Um, and, and kind of, I guess the only takeaway I want people to, you know, leave this month with is don't say you don't like varietals. Mm. You might just not have lo- had the correct version of that varietal because winemakers try very hard to make different, you know, their own their own interpretation yeah, their of own the style. Flavor style. Yeah. So just just be 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 open-minded because Pinotage suffered for so long from close-minded reviews that you know we still when we go to tastings and we have these sommeliers who are trying the wines and they're like you know i don't drink pinotage it's like well man you can't say that like you just you you've had even if you've had 700 pinotages the 701st pinotage might be the first one that you like because there's so many different ways think about the think about the variables that go into winemaking you pick a grape at a specific residual sugar, right? That grape has been in a specific soil. It's been cultivated. It had specific hours of sunlight, specific, you know, amounts of water, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now you're going to stand there and tell me you don't like the entire varietal based on some tastings. So that's the message of this month is, you know, there's so many things that you can do with grape juice and, while you know we have fantastic wines in the end it all started as just some grape juice and going through it you get magical things that come out the other end sometimes some of which you'll like some of which you won't and that is okay that is that is the purpose of 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 you know wine and on this podcast i know we haven't had a lot of reviews that are like man this is terrible but um it's also because when these wines get shipped to us, you know, we get samples. We literally sit around 
as a family and taste them. Then we take them to other people and have them taste them. So by the time that you've had these wines, they've probably gone through at least 30 or 40 palates. Right. And the ones we choose are the ones that people enjoy. So, so our selection process isn't random. It does have, you know, a methodology to it, even though it might seem chaotic at sometimes. Um, <clears throat> but we end up with gems in varietals. And I think, you know, the representation this month of the, the, the flight of Pinotage just speaks to it. This, I mean, not to toot our own horn, but this is to toot. So here's what I will say, uh, a tasting notes and, uh, thoughts on the series here. Um, so the first time we had this, we talked about cassis and understanding that cassis was AKA black currants. Um, okay, so hold on, hold on. Black currants. No, please tell me more about what I taste. No, I don't know more about it. I tried to find some because I wanted to, to like taste them with the wine. Right. I don't know where to find black currants. <laughs> you're, you're probably gonna have to go to like a specialty store. Uh, probably not, not even like a whole foods type store. Um, like a specialty market that sells like European foods, specific European foods. Like you're probably not even gonna find it there. Um, my experience with cassis or black currant is uh, in one in juices. Uh, black currant is also like mixed in with certain uh, mixed juices, especially like those hoity-toity uh, high-end uh, food stores, like the Whole Foods. Um, but also within beer, uh, and it's specifically fruited lambics. For more information on that, you can contact us off off this podcast and we, we can give you more information on that. But um, it's a common fruit that is used in Belgium to sweeten uh, otherwise really, really sour beers. So, uh, yep. but what I was going to say in this one, this this wine has, I didn't get black uh, currant or cassis the first time. It was like a hint of it, but uh, having this wine having been open over two hours now, or I guess like right at two hours and uh, warming to room temperature from a refrigerated temperature, um, I found two things. One, I found, I found black currants. <laughs> They're in here and it's very unique. Like it's, it, it, if you've never had it before, never had an experience, it's going to be something that is like blackberries, but tuned up in like closer to like a, a cross between blackberries and black cherries. Um, that's what I get out of it. The other thing is I was taking smaller sips of this, um, where it's just kind of lightly coating my tongue and enjoying it that way. Because when you said green apples, I was trying to find that. Um, and what I found was their descriptor of ripe banana. And that is typically like a yeast driven phenol in fermented beverage world. Um, which I found it's wild. It's there. Um, but it it tastes like the skin of a granny Smith apple. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And it's same, same. Typically like green fruits will have a, and like it's it's weird that colors uh, represent flavors in fruits, but they do in this instance. It's very very, it's cool. It's cool that I pulled yeah. that I, that I found that out of here, um, and I did not. The, the the reason for bringing that up is I didn't taste it the first time around. That mm-hmm. kind of goes to show like when experiencing wine uh, multiple times in different scenarios. Like I didn't eat the same thing that I ate the last time that we had wine, uh, Rhino Run wines. Um, the other thing is that I was going to say to the way that y'all have approached this month's, uh, uh, wine club is that it's almost more relaxing on my palate to enjoy similar wines. Um, and that yes, they're very different, but they're not 
so different that I'm getting fat, uh, phallic fatigue, palate fatigue. <laughs> I'm having more some lip problems with my mouth talkings, <laughs> but there's less palate fatigue uh, when tasting a similar varietal of wines. So yeah. you do get to experience the variety of flavors in the same grape juice, uh, which is yeah. really impressive. When you said before the podcast, you ruined it for me. I like, at, ladies and gentlemen, as I'm hitting record, Francois tells me, oh yeah, this is the same juice that goes into the Van Leeuwen, uh African Java. I was like, what? Why would you tell me that? Because now I'm looking for similarities when I could have just enjoyed it on its own. But, but knowing truly, that, you would never know. Exactly, you would never know. There are like yeah. the when, uh, like there may be, I don't know, ten uh, percent similar flavors. But there's so everything else is so different that it's you have to really search for them. You literally have two drastically different wines out of essentially the same juice. It's but both so good. Yeah, and I, I want to clarify, same juice, different picking times, mm. right? So residual sugar is different. For the layperson here, Mr. Brian, yeah. who's blindly drinking wines with his friends online here, same juice. Like it's, yeah. it just, just because you didn't get to that part of the vineyard yet, like that's that's what it is to me. I'm like, oh, sure, yeah, yeah it took, took him longer to get back to the back 40. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess let's go around. <clears throat> We've kind of, you know, suggested uh, us all enjoying this month's club. So, what what are we um, what are we thinking in terms of favorite? Let's all pick one favorite, and then we we can sign off. Go ahead, Avery. of the three of the, the four. four four. We've had four ones. Count them: one, two, three. <laughs> oh, I'm holding up six fingers on one hand. I got to hold on. I got <laughs> to recalculate over here. Uh, Avery, I know you have a clear favorite. You've been bowing. And praising yes. its its favor since we had it. I, I hope I'm gonna say this right, but the Van Lufren? Van Lufren? Yep. Lufren. That one, the um what is it? The Java? African Java peanut. Yeah. Man oh man. That one is by far I mean, all of these wines are fantastic, but by far that one is just oh, chef's kiss. Yeah. It is so good. It's a crusher. I will call out the Neil Joubert Pinotage. That one was my favorite, mainly because it is—it's just so much. It's a lot all at once, yeah. and it's so enjoyable, so drinkable. Um, it's well balanced with sweetness, acidity, and like a little tannin throwing in to offset the fourteen percent alcohol. What is it? Thirteen, yeah, thirteen and a half percent alcohol. I'm—I was blown away by that one. And it was a good change-up from the rest of the wines we had. I, um, I'm with Brian here. I'm in bed with Neil Joubert. Um, a little less sweet than the Van Lufren, a little less acidic than the Rhino Ren, um, in my opinion. So that was, that was my favorite. But I will also say the Rosé mm. is a class of its own. If I'm by the pool and I want a nice... Rosé, because I'm pretending every day is Rosé Day. This is uh, this is a good Rosé. Absolutely, <laughs> I was. I will say that was my my surprise pick of the of the season because yeah. yeah. I wasn't expecting that when I saw it. It wasn't until I read the spec sheet that I was like, "Oh my god, this is Pinotage." I thought y'all just kind of randomly threw it in there, but it's like no, no, they knew what they're doing. They're throwing it in there on purpose. This is this is to catch you sleeping, and it was really it was a surprise. So. 
yeah, my favorite is probably the rosé, just because I, I, I love Pinotage in general. All of these Pinotages are great. It is so rare to have a good Pinotage rosé that when it happens, <laughs> you know, part of my French, we just buy the out of it because it's so good it's so unique um it's one of the it's one of those wines that like it holds up to heat it holds up to cold it's just refreshing when you drink it um so for me of of the series the rosé is the one that i'm picking but there's not i would drink any of these wines on any bry day um also i would drink them on any day that ends in y day you know how that goes so, in any case, uh, thank you all for joining us this season uh, as we sign off on Why Not, what is this? Season four. Season four? Yeah, season three might be posted. It might not. Uh, we will see. I'm going to try to sort out the uh, RSS feed issues that we've been experiencing, which is why uh, we don't have it up yet. But beyond that, thank you, uh, everybody, for joining us. Brian, Avery, Christina, thank you for joining us again. Um, we will see everybody next month. If you are in the Austin area and you're looking to visit SA Winos, please do on Saturdays and Sundays, uh, one to five, we're open. Um, if you're looking to find events, uh, join us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, uh, or go to sawinos.com where you can sign up for our wine club uh, and sign up for our newsletter. Our next event is June 25th. Uh, time tbd but it'll be later in the day just to beat the heat um and with all that being said thanks for being wine club members if you're not yet it's not too late we'll see you on the next one <laughs>